Welcome to Cleveland Clinic Cardiac Consult, brought to you by the Seidel and Arnold Miller Family Heart, Vascular, and Thoracic Institute at Cleveland Clinic. Hello and welcome once again to another podcast uh, from the Cleveland Clinic. I'm Osama Wazni, the section head of cardiac electrophysiology at the Cleveland Clinic. And joined with me today is uh, Dr. Elad Antar, one of our newest recruits uh, to the Cleveland Clinic to head our VT program. Dr. Antar is also the holder of the Robert and Suzanne Tomsik Endowed Chair in Cardiovascular Medicine. He is also my associate section head and also director of the Mark Josephson and Andy Witt uh, Research Laboratory in Electrophysiology. And this is uh, great that you have uh, joined us here at the Cleveland Clinic. It's uh, such a pleasure to have you. We worked hard to get him here, so, so welcome. So, you know, one of the main things that um, I noticed when I started, uh, you know, to, to get you here to the clinic is that you are an international authority in electrophysiology. But uh, more striking to me was that you worked with Mark Josephson. He's one of the great pioneers of electrophysiology. Could you tell us about your experience with that and how that shaped your career? Thank you, Osama. That, that's a good question. Um, you know, Mark Josephson was one of my closest friends and was my mentor. Um, he, as you know, being an electrophysiologist, he was one of the founders, fathers of electrophysiology and he was inspiration to all of us. And I was privileged to work with him. Um, you know, Mark um, valued physiology more than anything else and friendship and care for patients. And I think that's something that I took from him and, and I, um, I try to act the same way. Um, together, working with Mark, we asked many questions that we didn't have solutions to, like questions that are um, fundamental to taking care of our patients. And, and during this time, I established my research lab that that was the whole purpose of answering these questions. So I... Um, I was very privileged to have this opportunity to work with him before, uh, before he died. And, um, and I'm privileged uh, to the same degree that I joined you and the Cleveland Clinic and we can continue this legacy that Mark would have been proud of. So one thing that uh, differentiates you a lot from a lot of us in, in EP is that you concentrated your work on and your research on electrophysiology, on the physiology part of electrophysiology. And that has brought a lot of innovations to our field. Could you tell us more about these innovations and how they impact our patient care? So the research in our lab is based on understanding mechanism of arrhythmias and translating this knowledge into patient care, uh, both in uh, developing new methods for mapping and ablation, and also assisting uh, in developing technologies that we can use to expedite our procedures and make them more, more effective and safer. Um, our research has been um, spread over multiple uh, different sub-specialties. You know, sub One is uh, understanding mechanism, but also developing um, treatments, um, ablation treatments uh, to treat those arrhythmias. So you recently led a multinational um, study on ventricular tachycardia. And I think uh, I read the study. It's very intriguing and interesting. And I think it may change the way we tackle ventricular tachycardia and how we ablate it. Could you just tell us more about it in more detail? Yeah. 
So some as you know, like ventricular tachycardia often occurs in patients that have structural heart disease, patients with heart failure. And heart failure can cause arrhythmias, and arrhythmias can cause heart failure. And this is a vicious cycle that is, um, is challenging to all of us uh, taking care of these patients. Um, the mainstay of therapy is, is medical therapy. But many of these patients do not respond well to medical therapy or that they develop side effects for medical therapy and they come to, to catheter ablation procedures. The problem with catheter ablation procedure um, is that although it's overall effective, there is a high rate of recurrence um, in the range of 50% um, at two years. And when you start to think about why those patients come back, you know, I think we can classify it to three different reasons. One is that the method that we use to identify the source of the arrhythmia are not specific. The second reason is that the tools that we use are not effective enough. And the third option that maybe we're dealing with a progressive disease, that um, more arrhythmias are developing as the patient's age and the, and the left ventricular is being remodeled. So the PhysioVT study that you mentioned aimed to tackle the first two components. And what we did in this study, we used information that we gained um, in, in the animal lab um, to understand the physiology of VT. And we developed a mapping strategy that aimed to increase the specificity of identifying the source of the arrhythmia. So that was the first component. The second was that we used focused ablation, a high intensity ablation in those areas that we felt were critical for the arrhythmia. And, and we followed this patient for close to four years, which is a very long follow-up. It's a very long time. Right, like compared to uh, studies in this field. And we were very pleased to see that um, the rate of recurrence after four years was in the range of 15%, which is uh, very encouraging. However, I'll be um, cautious and I will say that this study was not randomized. It was prospective, it was international, multi-center. It's encouraging, but I think now um, at the clinic we have the infrastructure to develop a bigger study, randomized study that can answer this question. So Dr. Anter is also going to lead our VT program here at the Cleveland Clinic. So can you tell us, Elad, about the, your vision? for the VT program at the Cleveland Clinic. One of them is to conduct such a big study, the, physio, the randomized physio-VT study, but all in all, can you tell us about some more details about what we can expect from the VT program at the Cleveland Clinic? Thank you, Sam. So thank you first for um, recruiting me <laughs> to lead this, uh, to lead this uh, program with you and, and with the team. So it all starts with a team, and there is an excellent electrophysiology team here um, that is uh, passionate not necessarily just on VT, but passionate about patient care, and, and we do everything we can to help our patients. Um, but the infrastructure of a place like the Cleveland Clinic is, uh, in my experience, is unparalleled. And the addition of adjunctive services, such as the heart failure service, the cardiac imaging, CT surgery, this is amazing opportunity to develop a real robust VT program that does not rely on a single individual, but relies on a very organized approach to take care of very sick patients. So I'm, I'm very excited developing this program with you. Thank you very much, Elad. And I think 
With this, we're going to wrap up. But in summary, I mean, this is a great opportunity for us at the clinic. Uh, electrophysiologists, heart failure specialists, CSD surgeons, and also cardiologists, and also for our patients, because now we will have the ability to study VT in the preclinical arena and apply what we learn, what you learn, in the lab, in the animal lab, uh, and apply them in, in, in our patients, and also conduct big clinical trials that I think in the end will benefit the way our patients are being treated for VT, which as you heard just now is a very challenging problem uh, to deal with. So thank you very much, uh, Elad, and welcome to the team. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. We welcome your comments and feedback. Please contact us at heart at ccf.org. Like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen at clevelandclinic.org slash loveyourheartpodcast.